Hi, everybody, and welcome to Did You Bring Earplugs, a musical misadventure. Uh, coming to you from the second episode that we're recording in quarantine. Uh, my name is Julian. Mike. I'm Sasha. Julian. How are we all doing today, guys? I'm doing. Um, okay. Got allergies pretty bad today, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spring has sprung, spring has sprung right into our nasal cavities, and I'm I'm feeling it too today. I drugged yeah. up my my yeah. uh, my big bottle of Claritin finally came, and I've just been taking a mouthful every day. Yeah, yeah, just chomping those things down with breakfast. Mm-hmm. Nice glass of OJ, nice mouthful of Claritin, and I'm good to go. <laughs> Claritin doesn't do it for me recently. I learned that I have to take Zyrtec. Zyrtec? Oh, you were you're a ZB. I think I prefer Zyrtec too. Claritin hasn't been working for me either. Yeah, mm-hmm. apps and thirties. Mm-hmm. Jillian's what you call a Zyrtecian. Ooh, Ooh. Oh. That's like that's like that almost is like what is no. yeah yeah. What is what is the what is the hand signal of the Zyrtecian, Jillian? Uh, it's like like this. So it's a Z. Oh, so it's like live long and prosper, but as if live long and prosper is gonna scissor. <laughs> but, but, but exactly. beats at the tip. Gotcha. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I built up a tolerance to allergy medication very quickly, so I just have to freebase it. It's crush it up. I put it on a spoon, straight yep. to my veins. But, but guys, we're not here to talk about allergy medication as much as we want to, as much as it's a it's a hilarious, fascinating topic. Uh, we're here to talk about some music and things about music. Um, obviously, we are still in the midst of the uh, Corona pandemic, and. Uh, um, we have some news uh, coming out of Missouri uh, this past week. Um, for those for the uninitiated, um, Missouri Governor Mike Parson, a Republican, uh, is putting into effect the Show Me Strong uh, recovery plan that be is set to begin on May fourth um, as part of the Show Me Strong recovery plan. Um, uh, concert venues will be open for business again, um, but in a sort of uh, immediate uh, disavowal of that portion of the, I say again, show me strong recovery plan, uh, mayors from St. Louis, Springfield, and Kansas City are saying, nah. As they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah there, there was, I, I pulled some, some kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know what to call them. Insane quotes um, from the press release about this plan. Uh, namely, uh, this quote um, from the Show Me Strong Republic, uh, Recovery Plan uh, document. Uh, there are currently no limitations on social gatherings as long as necessary precautions are taken and six feet of distance can be maintained between individuals and or families. So possible. Yeah. So when they say there are currently no limitations on social gatherings... There are pretty explicit limitations. Um, yeah, uh, so another part of that um, statement reads, uh, seating shall be spaced out according to social distancing requirements, uh, which makes me think of the undoubtedly numerous venues uh, across Missouri that don't have seating. Um, so t- for a little bit of background, um, the Show Me Strong recovery plan is part of a uh, a gradual reopening of Missouri's economy. Now, guys, when you think gradual reopening of an economy, uh, do concert venues spring to mind? Mm-mm. No. No, not at all. 
Yeah, so we're thinking things like maybe restaurants, um, medical and paramedical facilities, um, you know, stores that sell essential items. Um, last time I checked, you know, as important as they are to us, uh, concerts are not an essential part of life, as much as we all live that hashtag music life. Um, yeah, my favorite quote uh, from sort of the crop of responses was um, uh, the mayor of St. Louis, uh, Lida? How would you say that name? L-Y-D-A. Lida? Lida? Lida Krusen, Democratic mayor of St. Louis, said, uh, we will continue to be guided by data, not dates. Um, there, there is a lot of uh, um, politician uh, uh, speak sort of going around in these, in these articles about Missouri reopening um, that is, you know, thinly veiled insults or, or sort of jabs at the opposition. Um, and I really like this one because it's basically saying we're going to use common sense and not adhere to your sort of crazy, um, you know, quote unquote, gradual reopening. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's like, I feel like that's how, like any of the pres- conferences that I listen to with Pritzker, it's a really similar tone. He's very much adamant. Like, I mean, as governor, at least he's making all the right decisions. Yeah. Um, it sounds like there's some mayors in Illinois though, that are not, that are not having it. So mm-hmm. we're talking about Illinois governor, JB Pritzker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like adamant that he's not going to budge on, you know, reopening things until the data shows things are going down. Yeah. And, and if anything is, is urging, uh, local politicians to, um, follow suit because there have been uh, some Southern Illinois towns that are, um, sort of itching to reopen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess it's like, how could you get how why would you reopen them when you don't even really have concerts to hold like who's really one who's really going anywhere in missouri besides like st louis and two like no one's people aren't touring like i guess like local bands can play shows but like i don't know it just seems it just seems strange that that's like a part of this reopening to me yeah it's a ridiculous detail to include in the first step of any uh uh, economic you know uh reopening plan Mm -hmm. um like unless that's like that is like one of their money makers but i don't know i mean it is missouri so we don't really know like a lot about that state my assumption is that they don't have a lot of very big money makers well how are they they even going to break even you know if they're like keeping a if if it's a seated venue and they can physically make the social distancing work somehow if you do it the right way you're going to be selling what 40 tickets yeah if people are sitting in pairs six feet away from each other you know like you're probably looking at i i would estimate you're probably looking at about a quarter of of any capacity yeah if you're making how is that even going to cover the cost of like being open paying staff paying the artist like yeah for sure it's just not worth it the only way is charging like like triple the amount of for tickets basically yeah you're you're putting you're putting the venue uh uh, to to modify a a phrase you're putting the the venue before the the concert you know there's there's just Mm -hmm. there's no demand there's no need for it there's no um logical way to implement it um it's it's sort of crazy but this is sort of uh following uh with this uh, this politician's sort of um uh public policy track record um 
So yeah, uh, 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 Parson was a uh, supporter of the Missouri Stance for the Unborn Act uh, that criminalized abortion in 2019, um, and um, his version of preparation going into the May 4th reopening uh, um, date is that uh, today, May 3rd, Sunday, is ha- uh, Parson declared as a day of prayer. Um, so we're, we're all going to pray really hard. Um, and then on May 4th, when things reopen, um, the coronavirus will have heard those prayers mm-hmm. and um, will not infect uh, the denizens of Missouri. And, and, and really, I... I, I the reason I say this is because I, I don't think prayer has been highlighted enough as, as you know, as a, as a vaccination method. Everyone's talking about, you know, developing antibodies and, and you know, testing, you know, these, uh, these fancy science uh, shots, you know, to, to, to put in our bodies to cure this, this, this disease. Um, but no one's paying attention to the power of prayer, you guys. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything else except for a, a, a grunt from, from Jillian? Can I, can I get <laughs> any reaction whatsoever? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Last time I checked this, um, plague is hitting the Christians, too. So I don't mm, know. How much. I haven't seen hard stats on that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jillian. Well, science isn't real, so. <laughs> <laughs> science is just magic that we assign numbers and figures to, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Missouri, though, as much as we might want to keep on talking about uh, the great state of Missouri that we all know a lot about. Um, today, we are uh, going to talk about songs that make us happy, songs that bring a lot of wonder and delight to our lives. If we were all a bunch of little Marie Kondos, we would say these are songs that spark joy. Um, I'm going to select Jillian to start us out. Me? Yep. Jillian, Alrighty. share with us your song that sparks joy. My song that sparks joy for a number of years now has been Sprawl to Mountains Beyond Mountain by yeah. Arcade Fire. Um, God, it's just the best. Um, specifically, if the original song wasn't enough for you. Um, Sprawl One, we're saying? Is... I'm sorry? Sprawl One. Oh, yep. Um, Wait, no, is that what you mean by the original song? Oh, no, there isn't a Sprawl 1. It's just Sprawl 2. Is there not I a Sprawl 1? Oh, wait, no, isn't it just Sprawl? I think it's called Sprawl Origins. I don't see it, and I'm looking at the mm. looking at the album. Come on. Sprawl. Anyway, <laughs> what did you mean by the original <laughs> song? I'm talking about the original track. On the album, Sprawl 2, mm-hmm. there's a remix of it that is my go-to whenever I'm feeling sad or need to pick me up. Um, it used to be on um, Spotify, but I don't think it is anymore. So it's just on YouTube. It's remixed by Damian Taylor and Arcade Fire. They both did the remix. 
um, I don't know. It just sounds so euphoric. It's already such a like peppy song um, and a be yourself kind of jam. Um, but this one is this remix especially is so, so good. So, so where, where did you first hear about this remix? Um, I was going to see Arcade Fire live for the first time. I'd been listening to them for a really long time, but um, I got a free ticket with a buddy to go see the Reflector Tour, like day of, I found out. So I was like, oh, I got to like binge this album. Was this the Reflector um, Tour that was like Black Tie? I don't think so. I will say when Butler, like in the beginning during the opener was just a DJ set and he came out in a suit of like mm -hmm. mirrors, mm -hmm. like with a mask and everything. So mm -hmm. no one knew it was him. And they like had a dance off. And when Butler got in the middle and danced a lot and there, everyone was like, who is this reflective dude? And then he like ran through the crowd and up on the stage. And then it, he was like, surprise, it's me. It's my um, Win Butler. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So. So. I, I. I. think. I think it was only certain venues and certain dates, but there were definitely stops on that tour that were like mandatory or highly encouraged formal wear. Probably like New York. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think I remember that. This was not the case. This was at like um, an arena. So what were you wearing? <laughs> Just like some some cargo shorts and like a like a an Italian tee. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. my basic uniform. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so go on. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, I was just binging Arcade Fire and uh, hadn't visited the suburbs in a while, suburbs. So I listened to I it from it. front to back and I was like, oh man, this song is like super good. I really want to see like some live performances of it from like when the suburbs came out and probably a, a smaller, smaller venues they were playing. So I checked YouTube and they saw a remix and I was like, oh man, I wonder how they could make this song any better. And uh, I clicked on it and I was like, oh damn, they did. So that's how I found it. I listened to it all the time. And just to make sure I'm thinking of the right song, at least the original song, um, this is the one that's sung by Regine. Regine. Yes. Yep. And talking about um, um, how she started singing and I told her to stop. Yes. So what what is it about this song, this remix that just gets uh, ju just gets your endorphins going? It sounds like it sounds like Abba did the remix, if that makes sense. Ooh. It sounds like it's what? an already good song, and then it sounds like Abba, the Swedish band, came in and made it a bop from the seventies. Hmm. Nice. Totally. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> So Jillian recommends that you seek out uh, Damian Taylor's uh, remix of Sprawl 2, uh, unavailable on Spotify and the internet. No, I, I, I searched it and, it, and it seems to be ready, readily available. Actually, seemingly on Arcade Fire's actual YouTube. Uh, so the song exists. Jillian is not lying. Yep. She's not taking us for a trip. Cool. <laughs> and and how, how, was that, how was that show? How was the Reflector Tour? Um, it, was, it was pretty, pretty good. Um, that album, I liked the second half of it more than the first half. Um, and of course they were playing mostly songs from that album, but, mm -hmm. uh, they closed out the show and obviously like played the hits. Um, so it was great. And they played a few deeper cuts that I wanted to hear. So I was happy for that too. It was just a really big arena and normally I hate shows like that. Um, so it was an odd space to see them in, but I was just happy for the experience. 
How were the seats? How were your seats? Were you close? No, God, no. I was like, <laughs> not even in like, like Arcade Fire couldn't even sell out the entire arena. That's, I think that's why no. it was weird because like it was still really, really full, but like, you know, the nosebleeds weren't like available seats to buy. I think they only like allowed certain sections to sell, but that was pretty far, hmm. pretty far from the stage. Arcade yep. Fire has been so massively popular for such a long time. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've only seen them on the Neon Bible tour, and mm. that it was when I was living in LA, and that show was at the Greek Theater, I think, which is still a huge amphitheater. Um, yeah. Man, that's one of those bands that really, if if you got in to see them at like like a tiny venue. You be you oh. automatically become one of those people. It's like, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I've never seen them. Tears. Mm. Tear. It'll it'll happen in twenty twenty three eight. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the suburbs part two, Revenge oh, of the Suburbs. That'd be great. I would love a continuation of the suburbs if it was just as good. I mean, it's already a double album, isn't it? It's like 14 yeah, songs. The deluxe is pretty much a double album, isn't it? Let me see. I think you're right. Oh, it's just on there. Well, anyway, uh, who wants to go next? Who wants to share? Who wants to show and tell? Uh, I'll go next. My um, uh, pick for a song that cheers me up is... Uh, death to Los Campesinos by the band Los Campesinos. Um, it's just a really uh, frenetic, catchy, upbeat song that is about, I guess, a relationship and, you know, fucking up and trying to make amends for it. But uh, just really catchy lyrics, um, crazy xylophone beats in there, too. And uh, every time I hear that song, it always gets me uh, gets me moving. I thought you were thinking you and me dancing. No. Uh, so if I'm not mistaken, uh, this is the lead song off of their first album, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hold yeah. on, hold, hold on now, youngster. Um, yeah. So th- this is a an upbeat frenetic song uh, from a band known for upbeat frenetic songs, at least uh, you know during that phase of their career. Um, it, uh, so their their lyrics are usually pretty uh, dour despite their uh, sonic aesthetic. So is it, is it, it's the, the instrumentation mainly that gets you going? Yeah. Yeah. The, the music video is kind of silly though. It's all of them in a recording studio and then getting killed by rainbows and just <laughs> random, <laughs> random shit. That seems very on brand for them. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you mentioned the, uh, the xylophone or, or I, I, th- I think it might be, I don't know the difference between a glockenspiel and a, and a xylophone, honestly. Jillian, as the music resident music A glockenspiel and expert, a xylophone? Mm-hmm. Your girl barely cruised through world music in my music degree. 
Are you saying so, your, your 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 Glock skills are not where they should be? They're not. I did have to take um, steel drums <laughs> so I can I can technically play hot hot hot. That's Kenny, five year old. Yeah. Um, but but that's about it. I mean, what other song would you learn? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, there wasn't one. Um, so so, this is your way of saying that you do not know the difference between a xylophone and a glockenspiel. Yeah, I can't remember. If I saw a picture, I could tell you, but that's kind of cheating, right? When God was naming both of those instruments, was he just real high or like a little sleepy? Because like on, on he needed he needed a word for people to use when they had to like say X, like X is in xylophone. Uh... So he was like, let's name this something with an X. It feels like he did glockenspiel, uh, xylophone, and zither all in the same uh, session. Yeah, for sure. No. Uh, Mike, have you seen Los Campesinos in concert? No, no, I would love to, though. Your girl and your boy over here did. We, we sure did. <laughs> Without you. We, we specifically didn't tell you because we hate you. Wow. <laughs> oh. Before I met you, but, you know. Mike, do you have a favorite Los Campesinos album? Yeah, probably the Hold Steady. Yeah. Uh, first, their first album. The Hold Steady. Hold on now, youngster. Ellipsis. Hold on now, That's completely yeah. off. <laughs> no, I, I like Mike's interpretation. Uh, the Hold Steady by Los Camper Vans. Coming to you live. <laughs> yeah. Those guys. All right. Well, um, any anything else you want to share with us? Uh, Re-Death to Los Campesinos? No, no, just check out, honestly, any of their albums. But maybe the brighter, more upbeat, you know, earlier albums. Honestly, any. Raves, Mike. Uh, Sasha, uh, what song sparks joy in you? So, I originally had three. No, um, Sasha had multiple options? No. I did. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to narrow it down to two, if that's cool. Um, So... My first song is a song called Sing Me Spanish Techno by the New Pornographers. If you know me, this is my favorite album. So I probably could have picked really many songs from this album, but this is probably like their catchiest one. And um, uh, what, what, which album is that? Twin Cinema. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it also has one of my other favorite songs of all time called Bleeding Heart Show. But uh, talk about this one a little bit. Um, yeah, like I said, it's probably one of their catchiest songs um, and like easy to sing along to. It has a fun chorus. Um, I, I always try to dissect their songs because like lyrically they're really dense sometimes. Um, and the best thing that I like, the best part to sing along to um, is where I tied the central meaning to it. So they say the hourglass spills its sand, if only to punish you for listening too long to one song, for listening too long to one song. Um, and I think the best thing that I could come up with with this meaning was sort of like, 
being used to sticking to a script or sticking to a regimen. And then when you break that cycle, it can be really exciting and invigorating. Um, like taking a risk can really pay off. Um, so I, I don't know, I could be wrong. I, I haven't read about many anything about this song much, but um, yeah, it's a really fun song. It has a great beat. It's got great harmonies and um, yeah, it's just a bang. Now, was this one of the songs that um, you uh, you sort of started learning the lyrics before you really started digging into them? Um, yeah, just for like, sure. Because it's fun to sing along to. Yeah, for sure. Um, because yeah, it is a very repetitive. That listening to long to one song is a very repetitive, you know, uh, part of the song, um, and obviously very fun to sing along to and shout along to when mm -hmm. they're playing it live. I've seen them live many times, and they always play it so. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just like a fun jam of theirs. Um, so my second song is, uh, Phantom Limb by The Shins. Um, which is another almost absolute favorite of mine. Again, another album that is basically perfect. Um, so fun fact about this song, actually. Um, so in one of the lyrics, it says, like, um, we're, we're off in America's porch again. And apparently in America is a fan that asked James Mercer, uh, the main shin, uh, at a meet and greet to include her name in a song about four months before they released the album. Wow. So, yeah, little name drop for a fan, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm sorry, could yeah, you repeat the name? Because it sounds like America. Namerica. It's like Namarca. Namarca. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's how he says it. Namarca, Namarca. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, um, I just thought that was a really cool tidbit. But Again, another song that's really fun to sing along to with those oohs and mm -hmm. um, at the end. I like love that ending so much. I love the way the guitar is layered over the those oohs and um, yeah, I, I just I love that band. I love that album. Song that every time I hear it, it makes me smile. I put it on like every playlist I make. That's just I just love it. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I, I was. It, out of the Shins discography, uh, Wincing strikes me as sort of a, a, a forlorn record. It's not quite as uh, as boisterous as like Shoots Too Narrow. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting that you that you get that um, that you get the, yeah, that joy from that. Because I know and I know that song is like I think it's about like I, what I read was that it's about like it's actually about like this lesbian couple that lives in like a very like Bible belty town mm -hmm. and. I think they're young women, like maybe high school age. And I guess they, the story is that I think he knew, I think he knew these people or he insinuated that he knew these people or knew mm -hmm. people similar to this. And um, that they were basically like trying, you know, to find ways to fit in, but mm -hmm. they were always misfits because, you know, being lesbians in a Bible about town is pretty tough. So um, yeah, you can try to fit yeah. in all you want to, but if they don't want you to fit in, then. 
Exactly. It's kind of an um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I know that like it's not lyrically not an upbeat song, but yeah. I don't know. I just really love the. That is one thing about the Shins, though, is that some of their are, uh, lyrics can be sort of arcane and don't have an obvious meaning. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of sure. um, symbolism that uh, isn't isn't very apparent. So my song that sparks joy is Brother Sport by Animal Collective. It is the closing track on their 2009 album, Meriwether Post Pavilion, and I believe the second song that I recommended from that album. I have no idea what this song is about. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> as I think I mentioned last time we were talking about Animal Collective, their lyrics tend to morph over time, and it's less about the lyrical content, like the actual content of the lyrics, than it is about the texture and, and feeling that the series of words creates. Um, and that's exactly why I love this song. It is sort of a, uh, a Animal Collective spin on like a four on the floor, almost like electronica song, um, but with their typical Animal Collective weirdness. Um, it is a song by Panda Bear. Um, and yeah. um, it is very repetitive and very dancey. Um, I honestly don't have much more to say about that. Oh, it, it, it uses a lot of very strange sound effects um, that would sort of appear uh, later in Panda Bear's career um, in a solo album. I honestly can't fucking remember which one. The one that followed, nope, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't pull that <laughs> out of my brain. Um, but it was it was one of the more recent ones. The, the one that had sort of an aquatic theme of sorts uh anyway there's some of that present in brother brother sport um it's just a really amped up song super high energy super sing-alongable um even if the lyrics aren't entirely clear um and it has this amazing uh breakdown uh towards the end where it gets really rhythmic um i i, I would challenge anyone who's not in a, you know in a dancing mood not to dance to this song if it ever comes on because it's just it's really joyous and uplifting um I uh, had an experience once uh, when I was um, uh, in an altered state of mind um, where I put on this record and was just sort of grooving along to it. And then this song came on and I danced so hard that I f sort of forgot where I was. I probably farted. Um, you know, <laughs> when you're when you're really in, in the in the in the heat of a dance. You know, you, you sort of lose. You get some heat in your butt. Yeah, you, yeah. you get some heat in your butt. You lose awareness of other faculties, and stuff just mm -hmm. starts flowing. You know, the dance moves slow, the the butt gas flows, <laughs> and then the song ends, and you're left um, a little bewildered and very stinky. Um, yeah, it's just a really fun song. Um, sort of a check your brain at the door and uh, put your dancing shoes on your feet, and that's all I have to say about that. About that. Um, so each week while we're in quarantine, we add some songs to a little playlist that our very own Jillian has called Jillian. 
I'm looking at you, Jillian. Say the name of the playlist. You're clearly not pointing at me because the Zoom is not making it. So, Hotel Motel Holiday Stay In. Hotel Motel Holiday Stay In. Especially you, Missouri. Looking at you, Missouri. Um, So, this is just a playlist of songs that we're putting together uh, that we think you might like to listen to while you're sheltering in place. Um, Some of them are happy. Some of them put you in touch with your grief. Some put them in touch with your rage. Some of them are just soothing and will lull you to sleep like your Nana making you a cup of uh, lavender tea. Good old Joe. Oh. Um, so let's go around again. We will start with Jillian once more. Jillian, what is your song for Hotel Motel Holiday Stay In? Uh, my song for Hotel Motel Holiday Stay In is um, I Know by King Princess featuring Fiona Apple. A rare feature um, by Fiona. What? A rare feature by Fiona. Yeah. This came out in 2019, in January 2019. So very, very pre get the box cutters. Right? Bolt cutters. The bolt cutters. Get the box cutters. <laughs> Go get- on and get them. <laughs> Open up every box you know with them. Hmm? Then break those boxes down. Uh, and Break the boxes the down. But and le- break down your own emotional instability. <laughs> but leave right? the box cutters at home if you're going on a flight. But leave the box cutters for the next person to fetch them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, with all this talk of Fiona Apple and the last, what, a, has it been a week, two weeks? I can't even recall anymore. Yeah, one of those. Um, since her groundbreaking album. Um, I've been getting really into King Princess anyway, and I've had this song on a few uh, mixes over, like, the last year. And really like it. Um, as Julian was saying earlier, there, this playlist is going to be like an odd mix of like every kind of feeling you could have in quarantine. This one is very uh, mellow and obviously like emotional, I think. Um, but it's kind of like putting your stuff aside and being someone else's punching bag, regardless of like how hard it would be because you love them so much. And like if there's any two artists that can capture that, I feel like it's Fiona Apple and King Princess, and I think they're both amazing musical minds, and together they put together such a good track. So, so I love that one, and that's my ad for the week. So I'm not familiar with King Princess. I, I mean, I've heard of them, her, something. Um, how, how would you say that uh, King Princess's voice um, plays with Fiona Apples? Because Fiona, Fiona Apples is a very distinct voice. Yeah, Fiona Apples is like very like smoky and can be in like a million different timbres, I guess. Um, King Princess, I don't know if I would say it's similar, but it's complementary to it. Hmm. It's not, it's not very bright. Like in music school, we talk about like what the color of your voice would be, like what the tone of it would be. And I wouldn't call it like a neon color at all. Um, but I, I would call it like one of the cooler tones. So, Hmm. so they work really well together. Nice. 
Second mm-hmm. question, are we in a uh, renaissance of uh, royalty adjacent names? So g- g- comparing well, yeah. it comparing it to, you know, late 90s, early aughts with the the bands um, in maybe the mid aughts, late aughts. We had a lot of animal bands, a lot of wolf mm-hmm. bands. Um, and it seems yep. like we have a lot of uh, uh, musician or band names with something to do with royalty. So you got King Princess, you got Sir yeah. Baby Girl, you got Empress mm-hmm. of, you got King Cruel, you got King Tough. You know, like uh, what? What's the deal with these royalty names? I think you might be right. No, sorry, that was an actual formal question. What is the deal with these royalty names? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly think it all was sparked by Lord and in the year of our Lord, oh. 2013. So you mm-hmm. would say that Lord is the Lord of the regal names. I would. Nice, nice. Very Thank succinct. You. Thank you. Thank you, Jillian. Thank you for your contribution. Welcome. Michael, what is your song for the playlist? This uh, <laughs> He looks so ready to give it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the song that really um, got its hooks into me this week was uh, Deadlines, in parentheses, Hostile. Uh, which is a track off of Car Seat Hedra's latest uh, album. has one of the catchiest hooks in my opinion um the song is about an exorable uh pull towards some sort of resolution or conclusion um in regards to like a forbidden attraction according to uh lead artist will um and this attraction or you know this pull towards a resolution never really happens hence why the song is called deadlines um it has a lot of like really heavy electronic elements that complement the chorus, um, but the song is is definitely a little more morbid uh, in regards to its lyrics. But a uh, very catchy song. Cool, Mike. Quick question: What do you think of the new album? Um, I have to listen to it more to like give you my full opinion but i'm liking it so far um he definitely is trying new things i don't know if uh in certain tracks it's successful i feel Mm -hmm. like it's definitely more successful in some of the earlier and later tracks Mm -hmm. um yeah i agree i i think it's good but it's not it's it's definitely not as good as twin fantasy or yeah inconsistent yeah (laughs) Yeah. Pitchfork gave it kind of a lower score, didn't they? Six point five. Yeah. Yeah, six. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which yeah, yeah which I, feels I accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and it it uh, it feels maybe ill timed because it does feel like a very uh, pessimistic or like morose album. Like in general, yeah. there there are fewer brighter tones, a lot more you know uh, songs written in minor keys. You know, dark as as Mike mentioned, a lot of like sort of darker electronic textures. Um, 
I'm not disliking it, but yeah, to your guys' point, there's just uh, there's not quite as much to to grasp onto, except for the hooks that are in in Mike's skin, which are just you should. I, I mean, if they're gonna stay in, you should at least you know clean them. You know, some yeah, iodine bleeding. solution or something. Cleaning the couch yeah. real yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean dermal piercings. You know, they, they right just now. they they don't tend to settle. Sasha, what is your song for hotel? Wait, yeah, I'm getting it right, right? Hotel, motel, holiday, stay in. Mike, you didn't say it. My song? My bad. My song for hotel, motel, holiday, stay in <clears throat> is a song called Memories of the Future by Handsome Furs. Um, so I, I still see this band quite a bit, um, but unfortunately they're not a band anymore. Um, if you don't know them, they are a band that consists, were a band that consisted of a married couple, uh, Dan, Bo- I think, Bochner, it's, I think it's Beckner. Beckner. Okay. Dan Beckner and Alexi Perry. Um, and the band broke up in 2012. Um, we obviously know Dan from Wolf Parade, um, and so he's obviously continued to do music, um, but Alexi is a published writer currently. Um, so anyway, I've been listening to like a lot of old playlists again, um, just cause I've been kind of, I don't know, I haven't really been enjoying a lot of my like Discover Weekly playlists lately. So I've just been kind of going back a bit. And this is a song that always ends up on playlists for me. It's just a very fun, um, in general, I think this album is really dancey and fun for the most part. Um, yeah, which album is it off of? Um, uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? Um, it's the one from uh, Sound Capital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I uh, What do I have to say about this song? <laughs> I, yeah, I just really like it. Um, like, lyrically, it's sort of about what comes with the future after letting go of something. Like, um then the song he says, I feel alone, I feel all right. So like sometimes holding on to something for so long may, sorry, cats are going crazy over there, um, may not serve you much of a purpose for your future. Um, and once you let that thing go, it can be sad, you know, but it could also, um, you know, free you of that thing, especially if it's like a toxic relationship or mm-hmm. something. Um, like you could still miss something or someone, but it, it could be, it's good for you to recognize that, you know, not everything is good for you. Even if you like it or love it, um, sometimes you have to let them go. Interesting. That's at least what I think it's about. I don't know. Uh, no, that, that's fantastic. I, I've, I've honestly never taken the time to analyze uh, Hands Up Fur lyrics because it, 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 they are sort of a, a, a an apocalyptic dance band. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really cool. Sure. I, um, that, you know, don't really need a reason to revisit old Hands Up Fur's albums, but that's, that is a good one. Um, yeah, and, and luckily, um, you know, uh, both of the uh, most prominent members of Wolf Parade, Dan Beckner and Spencer Krug, are no stranger to the, the, the strong side projects. Um, yes, so there's, there's no, no shortage of music from those two. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent recommendation. Just, just one this week? 
I almost recommended a second one, but I'm not going to do that to you guys. <laughs> Just keep it in the back pocket. Um, yeah. So my song for Homo Hall Homo Hall Sutton Homo Homo Salson um, yep, is great. all caps. Waking Up Down by Yeji from her debut full-length album, What We Drew. That's D-R-E-W. Um, Yeji is a Korean-American uh, electronic artist, um, I think born in Brooklyn, raised in Seoul, and then uh, higher education in the States. Um, she's just one of the coolest people that I've ever seen uh, embody a physical form. Um, and Waking Up Down is sort of... Uh, it's almost a mantra um, to sort of uh, uh, confidence in um, the mundane tasks that that make up everyday life. So, so waking up down. I actually started listening to it because I thought the song was was about you know waking up feeling sad. Um, but the sort of refrain throughout the song is I've got this thing down. So waking up, I've got it down. You know, uh, a hydrate. I've got hydrating down. I've got things like that. Um, it, it actually, it feels like it shares a lot in common with um, the Robin song, Don't Fucking Tell Me What To Do, um, in that it has this sort of um, like framework that she works within throughout the song, but then, uh, you know, changes the beats and the textures uh, throughout. Um, the song is sung uh, half in, in, in English and half in Korean. Um, and, uh, actually w one of my favorite lines from the song is sung in Korean, which is, uh, that she says that there's no such thing as easy that, uh, you know, that when we manage to accomplish these, these mundane tasks that we should take them as victories and, um, you know, try to derive some, some confidence from those things. Um, I've been really digging, um, her album. It came out a couple weeks ago. Um, it's works great both as background music and for something to really sink into vibe wise. Um, it's, um, Sonically very consistent, but there's there's a lot of variety to it. Um, Waking Up Down also has a very fun uh, anime inspired, cheap anime inspired um, music video, um, which I'm I'm realizing now may be a commentary on Korean animation farms. Um, I was actually having a conversation with. Uh, uh, a friend yesterday because we, we, we watched Into the Spider-Verse over that Netflix party thing and we, we got talking about animation and, and like computer animation versus hand-drawn animation and I was telling her about um, Korean animation farms which if you don't know a lot of major animation studios would you know do the, the preliminary animation and then they would send it off to Korea for a literal warehouse full of animators to do like the little interstitial animations and and that that's definitely sort of the vibe that you get from this this music video um it's very silly it's very tongue-in-cheek um but it's also just so fucking cool um if you're on the youtube checking out yeji i also definitely recommend the uh video for her song one more it's another great song and just it oozes cool and vibes um uh seemingly effortlessly but undoubtedly a lot of effort went into the song um, so yeah, so that's my uh, song for uh, Hotel Motel, Motel Holiday Stay In. That is Waking Up Down from Yeji. You would have been a pitchfork. 
Yeah, I have that in my notes as well. It, uh, it literally it says would have been playing the GD Pitchfork Festival, which has not been formally canceled, has it? No. I wish it just would already. Yeah, just pull off we the bandaid. Like the the wound underneath is festering. Like we have to take care of it. Just, just yank it off. <sighs> but anyway, uh, folks, that's gonna do it for us for this installment of Did You Bring Earplugs? Our lovely, lovely theme music is brought to you by Josh Stanley of the band Modaf. You can check them out at modaff.bandcamp.com. And if you're over there, if you want to buy something from them, why don't you wait until the first Friday of next month when they will get all of the proceeds uh, for another yeah. Bandcamp day? Um, you can find us on the internet, um, uh, primarily on Instagram. That's at dybepod. And you can email us at dybepod at gmail.com. Because we are a commercial enterprise. We're doing this for the cold, hard cash. All right, guys. Anything you want to leave our listeners with for another two weeks? <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash other people's hands. Wash your butts. Wash your mouth. Please wash your butts. Yeah, Don't forget wash to wash those elbows. <laughs> wash the tip of your nose. I mean, you, you got to wash the elbows because you'll never know when someone will come along and be like, hey, I bet you can't lick your elbow. But then what if you actually do? Yeah. You'll be you successful, but you'll also have coronavirus. Anyway, folks, uh, stay inside. Wash your hands. Be good. And we will see you in another two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.